Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Outside the Studio. I'm so excited to be here today with this amazing guest we have for you. Um, and before I introduce her, my name is Tessa Tovar. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy this interview with Marley Rose Harris. She is a business and money coach. She's here to inspire individuals to step into what feels good and what is in alignment with their highest selves. By teaching the necessary mindset and business strategies, Marley reveals how to live a life of freedom because everyone deserves to live an easeful and abundant life influenced by their passions and deepest desires. To that, I say, hell yeah, Marley. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm equally as excited to be here. Great. Well, there's so many topics I wanted to discuss before we hit record. I was like kind of going off of a list, but I think I want to dive into the money mindset. And without mm -hmm. giving you a really pointed question just yet, I'd love to hear your philosophy on money. Oh, okay. Great question. Hopping right in. So <laughs> I was actually just talking about this yesterday and my philosophy with money has come from my personal experience with money. And as someone who grew up um, without consistent income and not feeling like money was safe for me, mm -hmm. by the way, I totally believe in the subconscious mind. And every time I say something that I don't want to manifest, I'll say cancel, clear, delete. That's like a hot tip. So I'm just probably going to say that a lot throughout <laughs> this beginning of the story. So cancel, clear, delete. <laughs> um, but, and then I started on my entrepreneurship journey and growing up, you know, being in a family that it was very lack, we did have people around us, you know, family, friends who were very abundant um, and wealthy um, with money. And so as a small child, I was like, okay, I want that. <laughs> I saw it. I could see it. And I was like, there is another version and there is another story. So thankfully I had that role model to kind of be like, oh, there is another way. And so I always knew that was the path for me. I knew I wanted financial freedom. I knew it was possible because I could see it. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how because I, I didn't see that model for me, but I was like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I was so determined to figure it out. And once I figured it out, I promised myself that I would teach everyone else how to do the same. Because, you know, as a small child growing up and having your phone cut off and, you know, not having like anything under the tree for Christmas. It I didn't understand it, but I just knew in these moments, it didn't feel good. And also being small and seeing all your friends, you know, like this is going to sound probably pretty materialistic, but as a child, I didn't know the difference, but seeing that, that they got like new shoes at, you know, for school and things like this and, and me not getting that, it was like, oh, it just built this like drive in me of like, I want this one day. Like I want new shoes for school, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then so growing up, obviously my needs and desires changed. Um, but I started becoming an entrepreneur. I started my business and I was listening to, I was obsessed with podcasts and that's kind of where I learned everything in terms of money mindset, you know, law of attraction. And I was like, and I watched The Secret actually, mm -hmm. like probably like six years ago now. And I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense because I feel like I was manifesting already, but I was, wasn't aware of what I was doing. Everyone's like, Oh my, you're so lucky. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know though. Like something's happening here. I don't think it's luck. I think I'm, I'm at 
And then the word was like, oh, I'm manifesting. I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. And then so when I started learning about manifestation, I started learning about the law of attraction and I started learning about the subconscious mind. I kind of pieced that all together and I was like, okay, I see a formula forming of how to achieve things. And I started applying that to money. And I went from, you know, making, you know, like a couple hundred dollars a month in business to starting to double my income in business. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa it's working. It's working. And so, you know, I kept up with it. I kept refining the tools. And as I learned more, I kept, you know, adding in new things, taking out new things. And I feel like I was really a guinea pig for, you know, money mindset and determining what works and what doesn't work. So fast forward, I really took it seriously, probably about three years ago, fast forward, you know, now my financial reality is one that I honestly didn't know was possible again, but I guess deep down, I did know, but on the surface, it's still like very much a pinch me moment. Um, you know, in business, we're hitting numbers again, that back home, if you made that a year, it would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, congratulations. And we're hitting that in a month. And it's just been so exciting. And I invested in a villa in Bali, which again was my goal for three years. And so now I'm just so passionate about now teaching others these tools and strategies when it comes to healing your money mindset, but truly what it comes down to is healing your subconscious mind. So it's a very long story (laughs) to tell you that my philosophy on money all comes down to the subconscious mind. And not that many people know this, but your subconscious mind controls 99% of your life. So we're over here with our conscious mind being like, you know, thinking things and, you know, trying to think our way out of things. And the subconscious mind's like, haha, jokes on you. Like I'm controlling every, it's like the puppet master. Um, And so once you start to dive into the subconscious and start healing things on the root level, um, T. Harv Eckhart said, if you want to change the fruits, you have to change the roots. And that's really with the subconscious mind. So once you start to do that deeper work, everything in your reality, aka the fruits, um, start to appear. So it really goes down to, yes, subconscious mind, and then also taking daily inspired action on towards this life and this financial freedom that you desire. Hmm. I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many layers to this, I think. And it's hard to know where to jump in. That's why I was like, tell me about your philosophy of money. I think we oftentimes you're right. The subconscious really rules our 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 life, our experience, our daily experience and also our future. And so I think it's really important to to dive into, you know, what's our relationship to money because it is a relationship and what is our, what you mentioned your models, you know, you looked out at your parents, you looked out at people around you and you were inspired by other things that you saw and realized, Hey, there is another way, or there is a way to get to, I want to get to where I want to go, which I so admire. I love that. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper into the money concept about, you know, if you're, let's say you are, um, you've been working in a corporate job for decades, maybe Mm. 20, 30 years. I don't, I don't know if the time is necessarily relevant other than this idea that the habits and behaviors and the grooves are a little bit deeper when you've been working in a position, um, 
that doesn't really serve your highest good for a long period of time. And I'm using corporate because I came from the corporate world. And for me, that was miserable. Now, for some people, it's not going to be miserable. It's going to be their passion, their life's work. It's going to be what feeds them. Um, so take whatever example of a job that doesn't feed you and insert it there. And, and tell me about how do we make that switch when we're a little bit farther on in our life? Is it possible later on in life to make that switch, um, from the concept of I'm stuck here, nothing's ever going to change. Uh, and you know, life is what it is. Can we make that kind of 180 degree turn or is it ever too late? Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> this question. Yes. Okay. I believe no matter what age you are, and I say this because I've seen it happen, no matter what age you are, no matter how long you've been in corporate, no matter how deep you are into corporate, you know, I don't care if you've climbed the whole corporate ladder and then you realize corporate's not for you. You can always, always, always make a change. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you were put on this planet to fulfill your purpose. There's no coincidence that you are sitting on this planet right now, planet Earth. There's one in a trillion chances that we're here right now. Like there's one in a trillion chances that you're sitting here right now. Do you think that's a mistake? Absolutely not. It's very intentional. And we were all put on this planet with a purpose. And for some people that I talk to, they have no idea what that purpose is. And that's okay. Actually, most people go their whole lives and they never figure out what their purpose is. But I feel like there's this, this newfound notion in our society where people are starting to wake up to the fact that, oh, I have a bigger calling and, oh, I actually feel like there's more out there for me. And they're starting to have these, you know, questions and looking at things differently and saying, oh, maybe this isn't the way, the way that was instilled into me or the way that I was taught to be raised or the way that is society approved, which is, you know, school corporate, retire, right? And people are starting to question that. So I think it's more common now, more than ever to start to question that. So again, it's not your fault if you've gone your whole life in corporate and you haven't even realized that maybe, you know, you're just so in the motions and you're so in this like autopilot of, oh, okay, every day I'm waking up, going to work, going to the gym, coming home, no autopilot. And you don't even think back to be like, oh, wait, do I even like doing this? You know, you don't even question it because it's so normal. Whereas you might see someone on Instagram and you might be like, oh shit, like that's possible. Like I didn't even know that was possible. You know, and you start to question, is this what I want? Again, making it very clear. I don't care if you're 18 and you literally just got into corporate. One of my clients was in corporate for like two months and she's like, nope, this is not for me. I need to start becoming an entrepreneur. Some of my clients are in their fifties and sixties and they've even retired. And they're like, okay, now I'm ready to start fulfilling my purpose, right? I don't care where you are, but it starts with the question of, or like the pondering of, is there more out there for me? Hmm. Is there something else that I meant to be doing on this planet? And do I even want to make a greater impact on this planet before I leave? And it sounds a little bit dark, but <laughs> typically these are the questions that I will get. And people just have this feeling and knowing like I want to do more there's more out there for me and so obviously I have like I help my clients go through this but for anyone listening and they're like yes 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 this is me like I feel like uh, there's more out there for me 
this is what I want to tell you right now. First off, it starts with a vision of what is that? What does that look like for you? I don't care if you want to run away to the circus. I don't care if you want to start becoming like, I don't know, a skydiver, like whatever it is there that you have a purpose and it's your, the first goal is to uncover what that is. And sometimes we all have this deep knowing, like for myself, I started um, my business doing website and design, but deep down, I always knew I wanted to help people with exactly what we're talking about in this conversation today, because that was, that was what I would talk about, you know, in corporate. I'd be like, oh my God, guys, it's Mercury retrograde. And everyone's like, well, you're the weirdest person ever. <laughs> like, I don't care. And I'd be like, oh, like um, I have doing my vision boards. And like, I'd be talking about owning a villa in Bali one day. And they're like, yeah, right. Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. Well, just watch me. And, um, and so I knew that's what that was my soul calling. And for me, I just knew. Um, but for a lot of people, they're like, I've literally no idea. Like, I have no idea. So again, I have a specific formula that I go through with my clients, but as a like do it from home, if you're wanting to figure that out, ask yourself, what do I love talking about? What do I research in my free time just for fun? You know, what do at dinner parties, what do I talk to my friends about? And I literally, you I, you can't show me about it. I love talking about it. I love learning about it. Um, what comes to you so easily that it almost feels too good to be true? That's typically the thing. These three things are typically the thing that is your passion and your why. But sometimes it's so obvious and you're like, oh, that can't be it. That comes to me so easily. And I just love learning about that for fun. And people don't make the connection of like, oh, wait, that's my passion. That's what I'm passionate about. And so when you start a business and this goes into the point of like, okay, now creating financial freedom because, you know, you have your passion and then we monetize it so that you have, you know, you're fulfilling your purpose, but then you also create financial freedom because now you're free of the nine to five. You're free of being someone else's, you know employee and you work for yourself. Um, and we create that out of your passion because again, when I first started my business, I, um, I didn't create it from passion. I created what I thought was safe. And my whole dream was to be able to work online and travel the world and move to Australia. That was my dream. And so I was getting a few like offers to do websites and I was like, okay, this just feels obvious. So I'm just going to start with this, but this is something that I call, and you know, it's been coined in manifestation as like the bridge. I don't know who made this up, but I really like this saying, I definitely didn't make this up, but it's like the bridge manifestation. So I started with something that was like easy to implement. I knew I was going to be good at it. I already had clients. It just seemed obvious, but I was like, I know this isn't my ending. It's my like temporary bridging until I get to the next thing. Then it was a year ago, um, I'd, I'd had my business for three years and it was just so obvious that I was so burnt out in this job. And again, I know I was still an entrepreneur, but I can relate to this, to how people feel in corporate, which is like, I was so burnt out. I was literally crying often, like mostly every night because I was so like, just all these things were happening, but obviously they're happening for me because the universe was like, bitch, you need to get out of this business like we keep throwing all this shit at you and somehow you're still staying like it's time for you to like transition this and fulfill your purpose and so I was really resistant to it I was so nervous I was like I don't know if I'm gonna make money doing that is anyone gonna want to listen to me you know all these imposter syndrome thoughts that we all get um and and then one day in the shower I was like it was like boom I was like 
okay, you're going to be a business coach. And I was like, I came out of the shower and I was like to my boyfriend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a business coach. I'm so scared, but it feels so right. And I'm not kidding. Right after I said that five minutes later, I had a message from one of my employees from my design business. She's like, Marley, she's like, it's going to sound so random, but I'm looking for a coach, someone to help me with like money mindset, manifestation and business. Like you always say, hire someone who's your expander, someone who is doing exactly what you're doing. She's like, you're doing what I'm doing. I want to you know, travel the world, own a business, you know, build it to where you built yours. Will you be my coach? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Shaya, you have no idea. I literally just had this idea in the shower. Yes. <laughs> so then it was from that moment on that I was like, thank you universe for giving me that hug and that push of like, you got this, people are going to excited to work with you. And from that moment, it's been like completely sold out. And and again, for anyone at home, again, relating this to the corporate, where it's like, I was so scared to leave my like safety net, which was my current business, which was doing well, more well than I ever expected a business that I owned to do. But I just knew it wasn't for me and it was out of alignment. And I was so scared to let go of that business. But then the minute I did, because of energetic minimums, which if you're interested, I can talk about in a sec, they... I went right back to making the same amount of money that I made in my first business. And again, that's not a coincidence. Let me just talk about energetic minimums because it's really yes, important. Please do. I would love so that. with, okay. With energetic minimums, it's what your subconscious mind is essentially normalized for you and feels safe for you. So you can think of your subconscious mind kind of like a thermostat and we all have our safety temperature. So it's kind of like, we're all comfy at like 37 degrees. This feels really good for us. Um, but the minute it gets too hot or it gets too cold, your brain or your subconscious freaks out. Cause like, this is not safe for us. This is not normal. We need to either cool ourselves back down or heat ourselves back up. So you'll see this happen a lot of the time with money. So we've all been there where, you know, we get a raise at work or, you know, you get a client pay in full or you have a crazy launch and you're like, oh my God, this is more money than I've ever experienced in my life. Self-sabotage, self-sabotage, like spend, spend, send to get rid of. And it's like, and again, I was doing that. And I was like, why is this happening? How come every time, even though I'm making more money in business, I still have the same amount of my bank account. I was so confused until I learned about energetic minimums. So I was like, oh, I've programmed myself that this amount of my bank account is my safety zone or what is normal for me. So every time I go out of it, my brain is like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, this is not safe, cool back down. So there'd be like random expenses come up, like really random crazy expenses would come up. So I would go right back down to the same amount. So what you have to do is you have to raise your energetic minimum to meet your new financial goal. <clears throat> Again, that's done with subconscious mind work. Um, like hypnosis, I have things called subconscious reprogrammings, many tools we can use. Um, but back to my story about my business. So I was energetically safe at this number. And so when I left my, you know, corporate or like my first business, I actually went right back to making the same amount because this is what my subconscious mind, even though it was quite high, this was normal for me because I've been making this for a while. So like, this is safe. And so since that was safe and normal, and I believe I deserved it, it's inevitable that you achieve it. So mm -hmm. again, 
clients would come out of the woodwork. I sold out my first one-to-one package and I was like, woohoo, right back to normal. And I was like, oh my God, what took me so long to do that? Like if I knew about energetic minimums, I would have done that a long time ago. Um, so I think there's a few things that you can pull out from that experience, which is when you make a big leap, the universe will always reward you and match you with a big reward. Mm. And I'm sure you've had experiences in your life where you've noticed this. Like it happens to my clients all the time. Like they'll invest with me. And then two, like I had a client invest, you know, just recently and said, yes, I'm going to work. I'm excited to work with you. And then just the next day, she had two clients reach out who wanted to pay in full that covered literally the cost of our coaching container together, (laughs) which is like, okay, this is a perfect example of when you take the leap, you get rewarded, um, which is just so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so hard to wrap my head around this as somebody who, as I'm listening to you talk, must have a low energetic, what did you call it? (laughs) Energetic minimum. Energetic minimum. Yes. I was thinking threshold. So, uh, and as it relates to me and my story, I'd love to hear your, uh, um, perspective on this, because I think a lot of other entrepreneurs out there can relate when you're starting your own business. I've heard stories of, so a little bit of background. I teach yoga. Um, I teach meditation. I do health coaching and I do this podcast, right? So it's a lot of different avenues with a little bit of income here, a little bit of income there. Right. And it's kind of like, there's this subconscious mindset of, oh, well, teaching yoga, teaching meditation, you know, is a service. So the idea is that, is it wrong to take money for that? That's kind of number one, which I think is a limiting Mm -hmm. uh, subconscious thought. And then number two is that it's this inherent struggle to build a business from the, from a ground up. And it's really unlikely that you're going to ever meet yourself where you were in the corporate world with that maybe six figure salary and the 401k and the benefit match and all of that, which I walked away from and it was terrifying. (laughs) And, um, and it's been, it's been about, uh, four years and, Yes, I've increased my income a little bit over the years, but I'm nowhere near where I was in the corporate work world. So my question is, when we find ourselves in that position, I love how you talked about bridges too, and I think it relates to this. When we find ourselves in that position of not really being able to pay the bills, make ends meet, and I'm lucky that I have a partner who can help carry me through this. Mm. My question is, does that mean I'm doing something wrong? what am I missing here in order to monetize this um, business that I've carved out for myself? I'm literally bursting right now. I'm like, I can't wait to answer this question. I was like typing everything down. Okay. So many things to say here. So I'm just going to dissect this a little bit because there's three important things that I want to talk about from this. I literally wrote this down in like a Google search so I don't forget. (laughs) Number one is you mentioned wrong it feels wrong to take money. Mm. Right. And so many people that I talk to have this, if I don't, if you don't mind me saying, but a limiting belief around money, right. That it's wrong to take money from people for your services, but you must know that the value that you give, like money is just energy. Let's also just like claim that right here, right now. So the more energy you give, which happens in value, you know, your 
positivity, your energy, you get received with money. Money matches you where you're at. So there's no such thing as it's wrong to take money because you're not even taking money. You're just taking energy. You're giving energy to receive energy. So when you take like the word money out of it and just know that, okay, I'm doing all this work, you know, it's not easy to record a podcast. You know, I have one as well. It takes a lot of freaking work, Um, you know, recording all your yoga videos that must take a lot of time, a lot of value, all your experience, you know, thinking about all that energy that you're giving, you deserve to receive that equally, if not more in money. So financially. Okay. So this is a very good example where step number one is to become aware of what your limiting beliefs are around money. So for a lot of us, we're walking around and we're actually deflecting money and we have no idea. So we'll be like, oh, exactly like you said, what am I doing wrong? It's like, without even knowing, subconsciously, you are deflecting money. So money wants to come at you. Money's like, hey, I'm like knocking at your door. And you're on the other side being like, no, I, I don't feel like it's right to take money. You know, and I'm not saying you just pe- like, and again, I was totally there as well. And we're not like, again, it's called the subconscious because we're not aware of it. And it's like so sneaky because you're like, dang it. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing this. But the minute you realize it's like, oh, okay, I'm in control of this now and I can rewire it. So a really beautiful tool is to take 10 minutes or seven minutes on your timer on your phone. I don't care. Even if it's three, you're going to take a blank piece of paper and you're going to write at the top saying my old money story. And we're already prefacing with the old because once you write it down, we're moving on from it. And on the left side of the piece of paper, you're going to write all your money beliefs. And again, when you do this, I want you to turn off your phone. I want you to have no distractions, maybe turn on some binaural beats, just focus and start free flowing. Because when you start to let go of the conscious and start to free flow, that's actually how we can start to access your subconscious mind. And you're going to write things that you didn't even know you were aware of. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I thought that about money. Oh my God. You know, it's going to all come pouring out and you're going to be like, okay, this is what I believe. So this is exactly why my financial reality isn't yet where I want it to be. And that's okay. The first step is becoming aware. Second step, after you feel like you've got, if you could go for 30 minutes, I want you to go for 30 minutes. If you can fill a whole notebook, I want you to fill a whole notebook. Okay. <laughs> Get it all out because the goal here is so your brain can see it and be like, cause your brain needs to see to believe. So when your brain sees it and you you make that connection of like, Oh, I didn't even know I believed it. And now I know I believe it. And now I also know that I don't want to believe that. And you're fully capable of changing your beliefs, but your beliefs are stored in your subconscious. So we need to go to the subconscious to work on that. I want you to kind of think of the subconscious mind as like a clam shell. Okay. So when a clam is closed, it's like, that's your conscious mind. You know, it thinks it's in control, but really when you open the clam and there's like the pearl inside, the pearl is your subconscious mind. So for us to access the subconscious and heal it, we need to open the clam, access the pearl and kind of work with the pearl. Whereas like a lot of us are trying to change and heal with the clam closed. And again, it's not going to work because you're not even accessing the thing that needs to be accessed. Um, So anyways, back to this exercise. So you're going to write down the left-hand side, every, all of your limiting beliefs, then you're going to take time and you're going to write the complete 180 opposite of your, you know, 
your beliefs that you had just thrown, your old beliefs, okay? And on the other side, so for example, if we're saying one for me from my childhood was like money is very inconsistent. Money is going to come, but money is going to leave. That was my conditioned belief. Cancel clear to leave. <laughs> um, so then I wrote on the other side, like money is flowing to me consciously or consistently. Money is a very safe, consistent source for me. You know, writing down all those feel things that feel so good. Again, I don't know. Like it's just going to be the 180, but I don't know. Everyone's money beliefs are very different. That's the crazy thing about money is that we are all raised differently around money. So for every single person, it looks completely different. But with this exercise, you become aware of what yours is. And then you write the 180 opposite. With this 180, I want you to literally like rip off the page and just have this list of beautiful affirmations that are literally like liquid gold for your subconscious mind. And there's many things you can do with this list. Number one is you can affirm these affirmations every single day. So money is comes to me consistently. You know, you can speak it verbally. You can write it down, down. But the key to rewind your subconscious mind is repetition. So you don't just go to the gym once and get abs, just like your subconscious mind. You don't read out your list of affirmations once and expect all your money, you know, money mindset to completely change. It's going to take time. Because if you think no matter where you are in life, if you're 27, 35, 45 years old, you've had 45 years of this conditioned belief. So it's going to take some time to rewire. So just be patient with it. But my favorite way to do it is that what I'll do is I'll take my phone, I'll record into my phone, reading out all the affirmations and I'm making like a little hypnosis for myself. So every single morning when I wake up, your mind and your subconscious mind, that pearl is most open when you're just waking up and when you're just falling asleep. I won't get into the science of it, but your, you know, your subconscious mind is awake at that time because your subconscious is like still asleep, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to play that audio out loud and you can just let it play or you can like talk back to it. But as you start instilling that into that mind, you will notice your whole financial reality starts to change because the things that were once holding you back now no longer are holding you back. And you can start to go towards the path of what you do want. And I know this works because I've seen it happen to me. I've changed my whole financial reality this way, you know, going from making $700 a month to over, upwards of $50,000 a month. Um, my clients going from making $700 a month to $30,000 a month. Like, I'm not just saying this because I'm like, hee hee, I want to make you like record into your phone. Like, this is the stuff that really works. So that was my first point about, you know, rewiring living beliefs. The second point is, expanders. So this is something that I first heard by Lacey Phillips. Um, she owns the company called To Be Magnetic. She's a huge expander for me, ironically. But what she taught me is, again, I mentioned this before, that your subconscious mind needs to see to believe. So you mentioned, you know, and again, this is super common. I'm so happy you shared this story because I know many people listening are thinking the exact same thing, which is, you know, how am I going to get to my same salary in corporate? Like how, 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 right? <laughs> Whereas like our job is actually not to focus on the how. Ah. The how is up 
to the universe, God, the higher power, whoever you believe in, um, that is not your job, actually. Your job is to focus every single day on what you do want and to prove to your brain that it is possible. So an expander is someone who expands your mind on what is possible. And I have a perfect story to show this. So when I first got to Bali two years ago now, um, I was sitting with this group of of women and I was just there because my friend was in this mastermind and the mastermind was over, but they were still meeting in Bali and they had, we had like a girl's night out where is that dinner. And, um, I was, again, I had just gotten to Bali and I don't know if I made this obvious, but I'm from a very small town. (laughs) Like I said, if you're making like $50,000 in a year, that's like amazing, you know? And, and that is for most people, like that's normal. Right. And so I was sitting around this group of women and, you know, little me, I just, you know, I did hit my first 10 K month in business and I was like on top of the world. I was like, Woo-hoo! like I did it. Like I'm so excited. And I was talking to these group of women. They're like, yeah, I make $20,000 a month. Uh, but, and I was like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, that's possible. You know, this was two years ago. So I feel like even the coaching industry and people being open around money wasn't that common. Mm-hmm. So to hear them talk about this, oh yeah, I'm just going to have a $10,000 a week. I was like, I was floored. And I called my best friend after being like, oh my God, you would not believe like these girls are making this. I was like, it's so crazy. And then, but in this moment, I was like, well, if she can do it, like I can do it. Like I was like, there's no reason why we had a very similar business. So In this moment, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know what was happening, but I found my expander and what you want to happen in your subconscious mind is you want to be like, oh, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Or if he can do it, I can do it, you know? And that shows your mind of like, aha, it is possible. So my suggestion for, you know, anyone listening in a similar state is like, find your someone who's doing what you want to be doing making the money that you want to be doing running the business that you want to be doing and learn from them and also follow them and just be expanded by them so your brain can be like oh well again if they can do it i can do it and things things will start to fall into place you know clients will start to come you'll start to notice the way they're running their business maybe make a few changes in your business um you know things will start to align and you'll realize after time like Felicia I did it you know there's also a woman that I followed when I was very beginning in my journey where I was like oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I want to live and work online. I want to live in Australia and live in Bali. Like this was like my big dream. I was like, it's going to happen in 10 years. It was like this big dream for me. And I found this woman online and she was doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. So she was my expander. She was living in Australia. She had a villa in Bali. She had this agency online, you know, doing websites and stuff. And she was my ultimate expander of like, holy shit. Okay. I can do this. Like I just have to start an agency and I could do that because I'm already doing it. And so that was my expander energy for starting my first design business. And the craziest thing that happened is I, two years later, when I'm in Bali for the first time, I rented my first villa. Like I was like living with roommates and I met the villa owner and I'm not kidding. It was the same woman who I'd been following like three years earlier who showed me like what was possible for me and expanded me and inspired me to build this business. And then three years later, or no, sorry, well, I, I'm losing my timeline here, but like one or two years later, I was living in her villa and I was like, <laughs> what? And 
And then to now, you know, owning my own villa here, she was the one who also expanded me of like, oh, it is possible to own my own villa. So it's like so many things are on the other side of just finding that person. It sounds so simple, but the simplest things are often the most effective of finding that person to show you, okay, this is possible for me. And just like, that is your shining star and your North star of like, okay, if they can do it, so can I. Sorry, one more thing. So I'm really going off on this, but I'm just so passionate about it. Um, So one and very important thing for finding your expander is it has to be someone who is like you. So Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to start a cosmetic line, Kylie Jenner is not your expander unless you start it, unless you also come from a family that is famous and wealthy, you know, to begin with and would front you like millions of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously Kylie Jenner can be very inspirational for many because she's like, I think she's like the youngest billionaire. I'm not really sure, but she was also, she's a Kardashian, right? So she was born into kind of like this level up, you could say not again, not discrediting how much hard work she's done, but as an expander, you want to be someone that you can see yourself in and has had a similar upbringing to you. If your expander makes you feel shitty about yourself, it's not your expander. Your expander should make you feel really inspired, really motivated and like, oh my God. Okay. Well, if you know, he, she, they can do it. So can I, I hope that answers your questions, but it was like a, literally a 20 minute answer to your question. But I want to answer like about changing your mindset around money and a simple tool to do that, finding your expander. Um, and those between that, those would be like amazing first places to start from going from where you are to where you want to be. Even if you don't think it's possible for you and you don't know the how it's okay. It's about taking inspired action to get there. Yeah. No, I love that. Thank you. That was, I could listen to you talk all day. I I do have a question about as it relates to, okay, I've made this leap. I've started my business now. Uh, I, you have a mark, uh, marketing background, right? Is that what you studied school? Yes. So my question is around how important is a social media presence, a following, um, you know, we are inundated with Instagram posts, TikTok. Um, of course, like the podcast, Spotify, iTunes and all that, if that's the avenue you're going, but I'm wondering about, you know, I always think about, okay, well, you got to grind, right? You got to be on Instagram. You got to be on Twitter. You got to be posting daily in order to engage a following. Otherwise you're not going to build that audience. You're not going to make that money. I'm curious what you think about marketing. And, and, and I think this kind of relates to the how, and you, and I heard you say, don't worry about the how (laughs) just do the thing. What if social media and marketing just does not inspire you? What if it makes you feel kind of icky? Okay. So this is such a good question. And again, I get this question all the time. I have a couple things to say about this. First off, you have to do what feels in alignment for you or else it will just come off wrong. (laughs) Like, you know, all those people on Instagram that you're following and you can tell they're following a script. You can tell like they don't want to be there. And so you need to make social media work for you, for your energy, what feels really good. If, however, there is a caveat to this, which is there is an importance of, you know, brand awareness and new people finding you. Um, But you can do that in a way that feels really good for you. So for example, with selling and marketing, the whole reason why you're doing this and what it comes down to is building what I call like, well, not what I call, what the marketing industry calls, like trust and know. 
So people, when they find you, what you're doing through social media is building like trust and know, right? Because the minute someone likes you, trusts you and know you, they will buy from you. So that can look very different for a lot of people. And I'm, you know, one of my clients right now is, you know, she wants to build a business and we're building a business together, but she's like, I don't want to be on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, you know, personally, I've built my business on Instagram. So that's just what I know. But I'm like, okay, this is a beautiful challenge. Like, let's make it happen. So let me just tell you one thing. The thing about Instagram is it's changing right now. Instagram used to be a place where people would, you know, slowly go through, they would absorb, they would interact with, engage, take their time with. But now I think because of the TikTok era, it's like, boom, 10 second attention span, not even maybe like three second attention span. (laughs) And it's like, you know, that's starting to make people kind of move away from social because they're like, ah, I'm putting in all this work, but people aren't even engaging with it because, you know, it's such a fast, quick, you know, it has to be like this one hit thing with a hook. And that's really not feeling an alignment for a lot of people, which, you know what, I, I totally feel the same. So what I've been suggesting is like, yeah, number one, do what feels good and do it in a way that like, you're just building like trust and note. So for some people, like it could be one solid Instagram post a day or sorry, a week where you're like extremely vulnerable, um, you know, sharing your story, creating that connection. And that could all be all it takes to, you know, send the person over the edge to get them to sell with you. So I would take the pressure off of yourself of feeling like you have to post every day, hustle every day, keep up with, you know, this crazy unrealistic marketing, you know, strategy of go, 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 hustle, hustle, do, do, do. Take a step back and be like, what do I want to do? What feels really good for me? How can I give value? How can I, because, you know, impact, sorry, income is a direct correlation to the impact that you give. So maybe pull back and be like, okay, I'm doing everything. How can I just do one thing really, really good? So for example, if not Instagram, not Twitter, not, you know, you know, or TikTok all at once, what if I just do one and put my whole heart and soul into one and just do that really good? Like, does that feel better? Or do I actually like post, you know, is content creation something that's so fun for me. And I love posting all these things. Like ask yourself, stop looking to whatever, what everyone else is prescribing and start asking yourself what would feel really good for me. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised of, okay, I know I'm not listening to what everyone else is saying. I'm just doing that. So it feels good for me. But ironically, now my business is taking off. It's doing better than ever. It's always the case because when you're in alignment and you're doing what's best for you, you get reciprocated with that type of energy. Mm -hmm. So again, I want you to kind of, which is kind of, I guess, the underlying theme of this podcast, which is like question everything. (laughs) Don't follow what other people are doing because that's not what's best for you. Not one meal plan works best for everyone. Everyone has a different body and we're, we're very aware of that. So not one you know, business strategy works for everyone. Um, so do what feels good for you. Another thing I want to say though, is that we, and I just interviewed Gay Hendricks on my podcast and he talks a lot about the zone of genius. So if you're not in your zone of genius, that can feel really, a lo- there can be a lot of friction there. I'm like, holy shit, I do not want to type out Instagram captions today. Like, you know, whatever it is, like, I don't want to write this email newsletter. 
I would invite you to explore what would it look like if I outsource this? And, you know, I hired someone on and at first it feel really scary. I remember my first hire, I was like, oh my God, like what if my whole business fails now? Like it would, you know, all these like catastrophic thoughts. But the minute I outsourced out of my zone of genius, my whole business doubled. And that was because I made space for what, I, what my zone of genius was. So again, if you're in this area of, or this you know season of business right now, I want you to look and be like, okay, is there an opportunity to outsource? And there's many ways that you could outsource really affordably. You know, a lot of people are doing freelance. You can hire them by hour and that's going to take so much stuff off your plate. So you can do your thing that is a zone of genius. So for me, all I should really be doing is creating content and taking care of myself, like taking care of my mindset, learning, you know, doing more so I can fill up my cup so I can be the best coach and the best version of me for my clients. That's all I should be doing. So I'm in this phase of business, you know, where I can outsource a lot, but that wasn't always the case. Like in the beginning, it was like, I would just do one thing at a time and I was build up and I'd be like, okay, once I outsource this, like, okay. And then I, and then everything would even out and it would allow me to actually make more money. And then I'd be like, okay, moving on to the next one. Where can I outsource again? And I'd be like, okay, this, I don't want to do anymore. And then I'd be like, okay, you know, take on the financial investment for this. Uh, so scary, so scary. And then it would like, and then it would make more income for me. So it was just like one baby step at a time. But again, going back to that thermostat, what felt comfortable. Um, and then and then my third and last final thing on this is like with the light, trust and no, and with the season of Instagram right now, I really recommend podcasting. And like I lean on my podcast as my number one marketing driver. So if you really enjoy podcasting and, you know, Instagram isn't feeling good, well, it's like, okay, well, can I actually transition my podcast into actually my marketing source. You know, I have one client who her podcast is her number one marketing source. She doesn't really post on Instagram that much. Um, and she sells everything through her podcast because she loves podcasting. And, you know, through podcasts, you're able to create a lot of like trusted no, because they're listening to you for 40 minutes. People don't listen to you on Instagram for 40 minutes. They listen to you on Instagram for literally 2.5 seconds. <laughs> How are you able to like create that connection with someone on Instagram where it's like so fast? So I suggest, you know, podcasting again as such a beautiful, you know, organic way to create those deep connections with your, your following, with your community, create connection. Um, and again, you don't need a lot of, you don't need a lot of people to become wealthy. You just need like, you know, 10 people paying you a thousand dollars and that's $10,000 a month. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's not big numbers, but it's, it's about the connection and the impact that you're making with those numbers. Mm, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Marley. I do want to mention the name of your podcast, Money Mindset and Manifestation. I don't believe I said that at the beginning. And folks, if you haven't found Marley um, in this platform, I highly recommend that you you check it out. It's you've got some great um, tips. I mean, all the things that we're talking about today, you you talk about and you dive into on your podcast. Um, I did see that you interviewed Gay Hendricks. I was like, ah, oh, I want to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. I to it. yeah, but I'm definitely going back. Uh, and I will listen to that. So final question, I, you, you brought up, um, self-care, which I'm so passionate about, probably not a big shocker. <laughs> but I'm always curious about people's rituals, daily habits and behaviors, um, how you practice self-care for yourself. What does it oh, look like? 
Such a good question. So my my morning routine and like my routines are non-negotiable for me because, like I said, you know, I have to ensure that my cup is filled. So like this is a part of my job is making sure that I'm a full cup so I can give to others. And because when my cup gets too empty, obviously that leads to burnout. And that's just I don't know if anyone's been there, but it's not a great feeling. <laughs> it's not something that I want. So um, what that looks like for me is a non-negotiable morning routine. Obviously, I don't hit this every single day, but most days, this is what things look like, um, which is waking up, hopping into a meditation um, right away. I love Insight Timer, just a timed meditation for 10 minutes, you know, just some, you know, lovely sounds. I used to do guided, but I've been really enjoying doing unguided meditation, 10 minutes, focusing on my breathing, really mindfulness of like try not to think of anything or i will actually visualize my dream life so a lot of the times in my meditations i was visualizing you know owning a villa in bali what that would look like what that would feel like you know as if my more manifestation had already existed i love doing that in my meditations then i will journal i will write down five things that i'm grateful for five i am statements And then I'll write down my future self-journaling. So this is writing down your manifestations. It's also called scripting of writing down your manifestations as if they've already happened. And again, your brain doesn't know the difference between if it's already happened or if it hasn't happened yet. So this is a way to kind of like hack your subconscious mind um, to make your manifestations come quicker. So I'll write that down. Um, And then I will go for a walk because, and like have thinking time. So nothing on just time for myself to think. And this is honestly where I get my best ideas, my best business ideas, because throughout the rest of the day, I am on, I am, you know, on calls, recording podcasts, you know, creating content, talking to people, your good ideas don't come during that time. They come in the quiet. So I really try to get as quiet as I can in the morning and allow that time to come through. Um, And then I'll go for a walk. I'll do like a little Pilates exercise, which I've been loving doing. So that's like my fundamentals, non-negotiables. If I'm like feeling fancy, if I have extra time, I'll do a Lakshmi chant, which I talk a lot about in my money uh, course. Um, I also love doing a morning hypnosis, like I talked about in this call as well. So I'll often do those, but if I am strapped for time, those are my non-negotiable things that I mentioned. Mm. And then my evening routine is often a money hypnosis. Um, So a money hypnosis for the evening is so great because you can rewire your subconscious mind without even doing any work because you're going to sleep anyways. You know, you're already like your subconscious mind is awake. So why not feed it this like golden, you know, amazing words for your subconscious to start rewiring so there's many that you can use you can just literally type in like nightly money hypnosis on insight timer there's a few i have a few that i offer there's many different ways but that nightly routine is also so incredible for rewiring your subconscious and you know becoming rich and wealthy so who doesn't want that (laughs) um so that's kind of like my non-negotiable morning and evening um and with this season of life right now, uh, you know, in launch mode and busy, that's kind of like what I'm able to keep up with. But then if I have more time, it's a lot of spending time in nature, reading, you know, doing things, surfing is something that I love doing do most mornings, just things that bring me joy. Because when I'm in a joy and alignment, your exact um, 
energetic match for money as well. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Those are great rituals. I love them. Uh, okay. This, uh, hopefully it's a short question. Um, well, I'll make it a short question. Here it goes. <laughs> you know, uh, I love listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast and I've also read the four hour work week. I'm curious, uh, are you familiar with his work? Literally obsessed with Tim Ferriss. <laughs> right? <laughs> so obsessed. Yeah. So my question about that is, do you, um, subscribe to that idea that like you only have a certain amount of productive hours per day. Do you try to keep your work day shorter? Mm, okay. I just want to preface to say that I'm a manifesting generator for my human design peeps and a Capricorn and like very Capricorn. So my energy type looks a lot different to like my projector clients, you know, so many people are different. Again, not one meal plan works for everyone, not one business strategy works for everyone. And also not one, you know, working day also works for everyone. Like this nine to five thing is, is actually so bananas to me because no one has, like it's common for everyone, but everyone has very different energy types. So that being said, for me, my workday looks as I'm very productive in the morning around 3 p.m. I'm not productive. And then in the evenings, I get another spurt of productivity. So I I'm fortunate enough that I actually get to plan my day around that. And I will plan my day around my productivity. So I invite you that if you're, you know, forcing yourself to like work nine to five, can you explore different options? Like, can you work, you know, from six to 12 and then like have that as your like really productive time and then have the rest of the day to chill. Like I am a huge proponent for working your day around your energy because that's how of you are going to be most productive. The four hour work week though, I, I, that was actually one of the first books I read that inspired me on this journey of working online, traveling. I, I actually really want to reread that book now because it's been a couple of years and I'm like, I just, it's such an incredible book. Mm. Um, so there is something to be said though, is that I think there's this culture in entrepreneurship right now of like people promoting working four hours a week and making $10,000 a month, you know, of like, oh, you only need to work four hours. That is something I do not agree with actually. And I'm really against because then entrepreneurs start and they're like, wait, why am I working, you know, 14 hours a day? I'm not seeing any return. And it's really frustrating me because these people are online are selling this life of only working four hours a week and making this money, right? That I'm very much against because that doesn't come easy for everyone. Sure. People who start and they're Kylie Jenner and they can outsource because they have millions of dollars and they outsource their whole business and they only can work four hours a week, you know, good for you, you know, and I'm at a place right now where I actually only have to work four hours a week. Right. But it's taken me three years to get here. <laughs> and so something I am against, and I want to make very aware that like, there is this period in the beginning that does take time, but you have to become unbalanced to get balanced. So if you're a season right now where you're feeling really unbalanced, you're feeling like you're really, you know, putting in a lot of work, just know that season where you're feeling balanced and you're only for working four hours a week will come. You're not stuck, but obviously there does take a period of time where you have to put in the work to see the fruits. They'll see the fruits of your labor. Yeah. And, and what I teach now and why I'm so passionate is that I built a business and I built it where I was completely in the business and I had to work like these crazy hours to just keep everything afloat. Whereas now I've pivoted my business to a more scalable automated business where I actually only have to work four hours a week and make the same, if not more money. 
So in my, you know, freedom club money or sorry, business course, that's what I'm teaching. I'm teaching you how to live a life of freedom because a lot of people start their business and they're like, Marley, why am I working 14 hours a day? And I'm not seeing any income. It's like, oh, because your whole business model is wrong. We need to change the business model to make it more scalable and more automated. Um, so you can actually, you know, be sipping mimosas by the pool or surfing or whatever you want to be doing and making money. So it comes down to, I think, having realistic expectations of what entrepreneurship really looks like, and then also building it in a model that makes sense for you and your energy type and and how you want to live your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's how I believe you should start your business as well, your passion and how you want to live your lifestyle. Mm, yeah, love that. Great advice. Thank you so much, Marley. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I personally am so inspired. I've gotten so much out of this conversation Um, and just lastly, where can people go to find you on the socials online? Yes. Thank you. So like we mentioned, I do on my own podcast, the money mindset manifestation podcast. I'm most active on Instagram. So it's Marley Rose Harris. And, um, for anyone interested who's listening to this episode, I'm not sure when it's going to be aired, but I am offering a free workshop, uh, next on May or what day is it? May 3rd, I think, (laughs) Um, on how to create a life of freedom. So if any of this inspired you, I invite you to come with me there. It's going to be so much fun. If you can't make it, there'll be a replay. Um, And I'm sure if this airs after and you still want to watch it, there'll be a replay available somewhere. Um, I'm also on TikTok, but I've literally just started. (laughs) Uh, So it's again, everywhere. It's just Marley Rose Harris on my website as well, marleyrose.ca. Awesome. Thank you, Marley. It's been a pleasure. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being such an incredible host. I've had so much fun. Ah, Likewise. Well, everyone, that concludes another amazing episode of Outside the Studio. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you learned something new, maybe remembered something old, maybe felt inspired to apply something to your life. My, (laughs) you can hear my dog in the background. She's doing a little happy dance. Um, so Daisy enjoyed it. Anyhow, I wanted to just pop in here to wrap us up to say a couple of things. Number one, I have such an amazing team that helps me put these podcasts together without them. I wouldn't, you know, be able to bring these amazing conversations to you. So thank you to my producer, my director of creative services, my sound editor, my, um, engineer, consistency media don't know what i would do without you thank you thank you thank you and the amazing creation and artistic musical genius drew lovern thank you so much for putting together this music for specifically for outside the studio so unique to the show only place you're ever going to hear it is right here Thanks, you guys. You make my world go round. Stay well, everyone. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Share on the socials, especially if it's a show that you think, hey, this could help somebody else. That's what this is all about, right? We're sharing information so that we're better, um, so that we're inspired, so that we're lifting each other up, and we're learning how to be in this world, living on this planet, to the best of our ability, sharing information and inspiring one another. And that's my hope. That's my hope for the show. Take care.